Welcome back to the Starbase Indie Podcast, where we talk to and about people who are inspired by Star Trek or science fiction to work towards hopeful futures in the real world. Hi, introduce yourself. Uh, tell us about yourself a little bit. Hello, I'm uh, Foz, Foz Rotten, uh, from the band Boldly Go. We are a uh, Star Trek-themed punk rock band. Uh, you know, punk rock is all about, you know, uh, imp- more power in the in the future of you know like positivity pma I always say you know and just always trying your best fan, you know found family you know my friends look out for me like family and all that stuff and what more punk rock is that than star trek i mean just look at all that found family positive future you know you can't let you know anyone dominion or whoever whoever get you down so you know, what's more punk rock than Star Trek? Yeah, PMA, positive mental attitude, right? Exactly, exactly. Absolutely. I, I like the uh, the construct of hope punk that we've heard more about lately. That, oh, yeah. That same, because I don't think everyone has thought of punk rock as positive. It's, it, there's a well, darkness see, to it, right? That's funny to me. Maybe it's just the generation I grew up in, because... You know, I've been listening to, good Lord, modern punk rock, whatever, since like the early mid 90s. And, you know, Epitaph Records, Fat Records, like all that stuff was real popular at the time. A lot of that stuff, the skate, the skate punk, the hardcore punk, all that's PMA, all that's positive outlook. All that is just, that's what saves your soul as a team that you're getting into this stuff. It's like, oh, I'm going to have a prop feature. It's going to be okay. Same thing with Star Trek. You know, you're watching that. And th- there is, like, even if you watch, you know, in Star Trek Four, our uh, good friend, the, the punk on the bus, shout out, he, you know, he wrote and recorded that that punk song for, for the film that was very, like, nihilistic, like, we're going to drop the neutron bomb or whatever. And it's a fun song to listen to. You can listen to it on YouTube. It's a very nihilistic. But at the same time, it's like, it's like, yeah, I could see where, you know, somebody in Hollywood thought that was the Sex Pistols version of, you know, anarchy in the UK, it's all going to come crumbling down. By the time, you know, we were all kids and picking it up, it was all like, you know, uh, positivity, you know, fist in the air, let's go. Yeah, I think that's the image that I sort of had in my head of punk as being nihilistic and, you know, um, rebellious. But I guess that's the part of the point of hope punk is it is rebellious, but not necessarily because you're giving up on the future, but because you're willing to fight for the future and stand up for that exactly you're carving your own path you're doing your own thing you know as as long as you are obtaining the goals that you want and set forth you know for yourself you know and that's what it's all about that's punk rock so where did the inspiration to match i mean it sounds like it's a natural fit in the way you're describing it but how did you get the inspiration to match it up up with star trek (laughs) Well, the, the story I always tell is I've been, you know, knee-high to a grasshopper Star Trek fan. Like, since birth, Star Trek fan. I was a TNG kid. I was born in 83, so by the time TNG came on, I was watching, you know, the new episodes, the rerun episodes, everything. There's DS9 and Voyager and Enterprise and everything came on. I was right there for it throughout, you know, junior high, high school. Movies, you know, all right there for it. So, to me, Star Trek is just part of life. It, it is life. Um... Also for me, since about the age of 12 or so, I discovered punk rock and it has just been part of life. I went to my first show, you know, my first all ages show whenever I was 12 uh, and never looked back. I've been in band since I was 13. 
you know, and never look back. I've done a lot of different things. Uh, you know, you can still find me if I was writing. I'm a rapper. You know, I'm a singer. I do lots of stuff. But I've always dreamed of like my almighty punk rock band. I'm going to have a great punk rock band and we're going to do all the things I've always dreamed of doing. Um, so one day I was driving in the car and I was listening to, you know, a couple of friends, friends bands, uh, I'll, I'll name drop, uh, the, the Jasons, the big bad, and they're considered what you would call horror punk bands. And I started thinking like, yeah, I'm really into horror punk. I love the genre. And all horror punk is, is punk rock songs about horror movies not necessarily about a specific horror movie where like the song could be, I don't know about Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Even the Ramones had a song called Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but you know, you don't consider Ramones a horror punk band just because they had one song, you know, where the Misfits had many different songs about many different movies or just horror themed in, in general. Um, and that's what horror punks band, horror punk bands do. They're just talking about stuff in general. I'm like, I wonder if there's a sci-fi punk band. I start thinking about that in my head and, I look it up, you know, uh, later on, and I'm like, yeah, okay, there's like one or two general sci-fi theme bands, but I was like, there's never been a Star Trek punk rock band, but there's been many Star Trek bands. You know, I got to backtrack that a little. I was, I was listening to horror punk, you know, it's, the sound is there, it's punk. And then I know, as everyone knows, there are many Star Trek bands, you know, shout, shout out to our boys in Five Year Mission. We love those guys. Absolutely. Uh, uh, we got to play the, um, you know, the 11 year anniversary show with them there in Indianapolis. It was like one of the best shows ever. And, uh, you know, and even in Trekkies 2, the documentary, there's like a hundred, you know, uh, Star Trek fans, you know, in the documentary. And so I'm like, okay, so punk rock, Star Trek, Star Trek bands, and you mash it together. It just seemed like a no brainer to me. Like, oh, this is what I'm going to do. And now all of a sudden I'm inspired. I was in a part of my life that I still loved music, but I hadn't played in like four or five years live. I wasn't in a band currently. I wasn't doing nothing. I was just working all the time and, you know, living my best life. But I didn't have that part of me that I wanted to play music all the time, you know, out there. So I was like, oh, I, I got an idea. And it just hit me. I was like, oh, I got, I got to do this. I got to do this. So I made, this was the quickest anything had ever come together in my life. I thought of it while driving the car. Whenever I got home from driving the car, I made a post on Facebook that said, I want to start a Star Trek punk rock band. Who's in? Messages galore. And within a week, we had we had a, a few guys that messaged me. Uh, one of the guys being uh, my co-founding member, uh, Chris, you know, our drummer at Brigsby. Uh <laughs> And he is, is still with me there. And we did a couple practices with a couple other guys. And over over time, uh, we we found, a, a, you know, those guys came and gone. We found another couple guys, you know, Rusty and Alex, who who joined the band. And it was me, Chris, Rusty, and Alex. And that's the first album, uh, you know, United Federation of Punks. And we were going. We were off to the horses. So within a drive home, I posted that within a week. I had a practice space. I had a full band. I was ready to go. We were writing songs. Uh, you know, we chose Phasers on Kill by Screeching Weasel as a, just a punk rock song about Star Trek to, to you know, kind of start off with. Then we started writing our own songs. Uh, before we knew it, we were playing shows. We're signed to a, we're signed to Coffee Curse Records. We're, you know, we're going. We're going strong. Now, of course, unfortunately, the pandemic happens. <laughs> Yeah. And that, that 
paused it for a second. But after, you know, things started started lightening up again, we were literally averaging a show every other weekend last year was our average. And we hit the road hard. We, you know, we were traveling all over the albums out, you know, and uh, we even got cassette release on uh, Lo-Fi DIY Records now. Uh, vinyl CDs out on Coffin Curse and streaming everywhere. And it's it's been great. Like, it's just like when things are meant to happen, they happen. And that was, it was just meant for me to have the idea. And now we've added, uh, you know, uh, since the time of the record, Al- Alex and Rusty have left. But uh, Nick joined us. Nick Keck, our, our uh, guitar player joined us while they were still in the band because we needed a second guitar player. And uh, since that time, uh, our good friend Justin has joined the band, uh, Justin Gore, who runs Lo-Fi DIY Records. And now since Alex, you know, was had to depart, we brought in our good friend Dylan. And now we've got this like amazing five piece, just strong, you know, machine of a band. Uh, and we've got, you know, we've got like half of the new album written uh parts of tons of other songs we got plans to go in the studio soon so i can't wait for you all to hear the the second album do you have a date do you know when you plan to release it no right now we're not trying to you know push anything we're just working on the writing and that's why we took some extra time off from shows our last show was in december and now we have our first show on April 1st, but it's not April Fool's joke, I promise. Uh, in, uh, in Morgantown, West Virginia, our, our actual first time there in Morgantown. And we're real excited. Uh, it's going to be at the legendary 123 Pleasant Street. And it's part of, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the, the Hard Times, uh, a comedy website, punk rock fake news comedy website. Uh, they're presenting the show. It's part of a big festival up there. A good friend Cody Cannon's performing. He's a great comedian. He hooked us up with the opportunity. So we're so excited. And then we got shows being planned after that. It's kind of like our comeback. So until then, we're just working on the new songs and tweaking the set and we're ready to get going. So what role do you play in writing the songs? Well, I'm the guy who stands up there and makes a lot of noise. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm, the, I'm the singer in the band. I, I write the lyrics. Um, you know, the normal kind of practice way we write a songs is one of you know one of the guitar players uh you know nick or dylan uh who who have both written like great amazing new songs for the new album justin our bass player has uh, written great new songs for the album like it's amazing everyone's just really stepped up their game everyone's brought something they're all amazing out we're just so in love with the, the new stuff um and so they'll bring a riff and you know chris will start drumming on it uh, you know, and then the other guys will start joining in, putting their stuff together. And then once you have a basic rough version of like, okay, this could be the verse, this could be the chorus. Then I just start, you know, saying this or that or here or there. And sometimes it's even not even full words. It's just, you know, noise, you know, guttural noises or whatever. And then I'll form words that I picture to go with it. And sometimes I don't even know what I'm singing about. Like uh, one of our favorite songs uh, now is uh is um about discovery but when i started writing it i had no idea this would be about star trek discovery you know it's called something new and i while i was writing it I, it dawned on me it's like this is about season three discovery and so now the song's about that but i had no idea when i started writing it, it just it found its way 
And the, the way I do it is I never really look at, I'm going to write an episode about the time Picard did this thing or, or whatever, you know, I don't write about certain episodes or movies or anything. I always just look at it as we are in the future and, and you know, in my head, we are in the future and I'm just singing songs about stuff that happened in our actual history and timeline. So if I want to uh, sing a song about, you know, Khan, I can, but want to sing a song about a Gorn, I can, you know, or, yeah, like we got one song called Andorian Girl. It's not about any specific Andorian that's ever been on screen. It's about a guy fell in love with an Andorian. It's going to happen. It is. It's going to happen. That blue is very compelling. It is. You know, and uh, one of my favorite lines in there, uh, always, you know, I have to give a shout out to Jeffrey Combs, is, uh, is uh, in this pink skin, these are shade of blue. I, I love that line in that song. That's and I always just imagine Jeffrey. Yeah, what is He's been to Starbase. We've had him as one of our guests. He's fantastic. I love him. I got to meet him once. He was awesome. We talked about Enterprise. And, you know, everybody's there with their reanimator. DVD is trying to get it signed or posters. And I'm like, let's talk about Star Trek. (laughs) (laughs) And he was more than happy. He does seem to really enjoy the Star Trek side of his career. Or maybe that's just because I have met him at Starbase Indy. But (laughs) I I may have a biased view. What's your favorite of the Star Trek series? I'm a Voyager guy. What do you love about it? It's home. Uh, me and uh, me and Enterprise Extra from uh, the Trek Ranks podcast. I've talked about this a lot. I've been on Trek Ranks a couple of times, and Jim's just such a great guy. Uh, he uh, he asked me, you know, that first time I was on his podcast, I had to really think about it because I, I just love all Star Trek. He was like, okay, so I'm going to ask you what your favorite show is. And I did a deep dive into my soul. And I was like, what show is my show? And it's Voyager. It, it hit right at the perfect time. I was in, you know, I was in early high school, uh, watched the episodes as they went. And then when I was in college, it was just on syndication all the time. Late, late at night, you could just turn on Fox and it, it, there'd be Harry, you know, and it's, it's, it's home. You, you can hear the noises of the ship and you're like, that's my ship. That's, that's it. And just, you can turn on any episode at any time of day and go, Oh yeah, this one. And it just feels like a warm, cozy blanket. I get that. Yeah. I think that's kind of where a lot of us who grew up on Star Trek are with it. It's just, it, I've talked to a lot of people like put it on in the background as comfort food, essentially comfort. Food oh, yeah. uh, I always talk about, it's even become like a, a joke on stage that I always make is about Pluto TV and Pluto TV is this app just has a bunch of channels that stream all the time. It's really great. And they have a Star Trek channel. My only complaint is that it's always TNG, but it's great because I never have to choose a TNG episode. I just turn it on Pluto TV and it's randomly on. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, let's not show so many seasons one and two episodes. Let's get later seasons going, but it's great. Otherwise, but I just wish that they would show like some Deep Space Nine or something every now and then. Um, but that's half the time when I decide I'll, I want comfort food in the background. I will turn on the Star Trek channel on Pluto TV. Seems like a good choice. <laughs> so the band isn't your only creative endeavor. You've also got a podcast out there, right? Uh, yes, me and my wife, uh, Brittany Fury, <laughs> she and I have had a podcast called Love Plus Us for a while now. We haven't updated in a while. We need to. The idea behind it was on our the road to the altar, on our way to get married, we were wanting to document it, you know, in podcast form of like every week we'd kind of update like, okay, this is what's going on. 
And then, like, it also was at the same time a, you know, nerd lifestyle type podcast. It's like, it's kind of the, the term that we took, like, comics, movies, like what we were into that week, what we had watched together, what we had watched separately. And we would do things like, uh, you know, if there's an Oscars coming up, we would do our Oscars rundown, you know, just like a normal, you know, kind of nerd themed podcast, quote unquote. But, you know, also it's tinged with us and who we are as a couple and our road to the to the altar. And the last episode, I think, was like it was like a three part episode. Uh, you know, the the wedding weekend with the bachelor and bachelorette parties. Second episode was the actual wedding. And then the third part was the honeymoon in New Orleans. Now, everybody tune into that uh, second part for a great story about how we first met Klingon Pop Warrior and she helped Brittany decipher uh, Klingon translations for her vows so she could speak Klingon to me in the wedding vows. Oh, that's fantastic. Now, where did you first meet her? uh who cling on pop warrior yeah yes uh, well, twitter like everybody else like um, <laughs> i always take it back to like so I, i've already stated that you know star trek is blood it's life you know it's everything but around the time of uh it'd be beyond star trek beyond how many years ago that was gosh was that seven or so years now six years five years something like that star trek twitter and me found each other and we loved each other. It was a great love. And I have many friends, you know, still this day through Star Trek Twitter. A lot of them even gotten to, to meet in person, you know, through conventions and stuff. Some I've still never gotten to meet. But I can't wait. And Star Trek Twitter was a big proponent of me starting Boldly Go. Um, and all the encouragement. Everybody's like, yeah, I can't wait to hear this. And then as we'd get like a single or whatever, we'd release it on, you know, out there and Star Trek Twitter and Boldly Go are a marriage made in heaven. We love it. And, um, but through Star Trek Twitter, you know, and I was starting Boldly Go, we found Klingon Pop Warrior because, you know, I, I knew five year mission already. Found Klingon Pop Warrior. You know, there's Warp 11. There's, there, there's a couple other, other acts on, on there also that, you know, we keep in touch and it's great. And like sometimes we even message each other, like, hey, I just wrote this funny song about so and so. And it, it's great. And, uh, Right now, I'm trying to incorporate Ska Twitter and Star Trek Twitter and get it to marry each other. Because you'd be surprised how much crossover there is between Ska music and Star Trek. And here, here's, a, here's a secret. We're going to have some Ska on this new album. It's going to happen. We, oh, fantastic. It, and so I'm trying to marry the two. Because Ska Twitter is very real. It is very, very vibrant. And so it's Star Trek Twitter. So Twitter brings all. <laughs> and... Um, and so we met Klingon Pop Warrior just through Twitter, just being friendly. And my wife, unbeknownst to me, messaged her and got Klingon translations for what she wanted to say in her vow as a portion of it. And she jumped into helping her. And then after we got married, you know, I messaged her. I was like, I was like Jen, thank you so much, you know, for helping me out, you know, help my wife out. And uh, we finally got to meet each other at Starbase CMD for the first time. Our booths were right next to each other. And it was awesome. We, we had a blast all weekend. Jen's fantastic. And it is one of my favorite side effects of the work I've done with Starbase Indie over the years is that if I want 
to know how to say something in Klingon. I can almost always go out on social media and say, how do you say this? Yeah. People who come back with, and I'll get the random people who are like, oh, I would do this. I'm like, I don't care what you think. I want to know what the real Klingon translators will think. Um, And, you know, and it'll be Alan Anderson or Jenny Salas or Jeremy Cohen who will come back with, I'm like, these people know what they're talking about. I believe them. (laughs) Well, that happened at Starbase City. I forget Mm -hmm. what even the phrase was. But my wife asked me to say, to ask Jen, how do you say something? Because um, all weekend, I was just basically a translator between uh, my wife through text message and Jen. And like, I was like, hey, my wife says, and like, they would just talk through me and they wanted to know something. And Jen wasn't exactly sure. So she went to a table and at this table, everybody starts hypothesizing. I'm like, well, I think this is what it would be. Cause there is no word for blah, 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 but there is a word for blah, blah, blah. And so I'd message her back like, Oh, this is what it is. You know, I went uh, in 2019, I went to the Klingon language Institute and uh, Marco Krant who created the language was there as he often is. And because I wanted video of him saying, come to Starbase Indy in Klingon, which oh, I awesome. got, but when I asked him, he's like, absolutely. And then he went over and talked to like three other people like, well, how exactly would we say this? Which I thought was really, uh, it's one of the things I love about that community is that like, what would it, how would someone from this completely alien culture use to communicate this idea? And I, I love mm. ideas like that. So yeah, I'm, I'm definitely love the Klingon language folks. And I'm talking to Jen for the podcast next week. So. Hi, Jen. Hi, Jen. <laughs> So speaking of the, the podcast, it is new and you've been podcasting for a while. So do you have any advice for a brand new podcast to, you know, not suck? Yes, I will give you the advice that I sorely need to follow. No, I need to follow and never do consistency, consistency, consistency. It doesn't matter if you get so many listens one week and way less the next week and even less next week. And then who knows, maybe two weeks from then, you're going to get the biggest you've ever heard. The reason is. It's not about the numbers of that week. It's about the consistency. And people want the same thing in their ears. People are creature of, you know, creatures of habit. And they want all oh, Tuesday morning, I'm going to get ready for work. I'm going to listen to the Starbase Indie podcast. There needs to be a new episode. And then they'll t- catch up. They'll listen to four, five, six episodes that week. And they'll, they'll, they'll catch up. While they're not consistent in their life, the podcast needs to be consistent and it's like for them because it's for the listeners. And I, I know all this. <laughs> we really need to follow our own advice, but that, and that's what it is. And that that's the same thing with social media. That is the same thing, whether you're in a band or with a business, it, it doesn't matter that you had a great album a year ago. If you haven't posted in six weeks on your Instagram or your Twitter or your Facebook, ain't nobody thinking about you. Get something in those stories, post a funny picture, Post a band photo from practice. Y'all might look ragging it like crap, but you can say, hey, man, we're, we're working on new songs. And people's going, oh, hey, yeah, I like that band. They're in my feed. I want to be part of this world. I will I will start interacting. You know what? Let me go listen to that song on Spotify. I like, guess what? You just got that monthly listener again that you lost from, from the last month because you were in their mind. And that's what it takes, whether you're a podcast, band, whatever, consistency. And that's what I found. That's that's the thing I'm most worried about is being able to be consistent with it. <laughs> well, so good to know um, that's the most important thing to get right. <laughs> bank it. 
bank it. My big problem is as soon as I get something, even a rough demo, I want to give it to the world. I have to hold back and wait till it's the final proper product to reveal to the world because you only get that one chance at the first listen, you know, and not everybody understands that this is a demo, you know, and I have to remind myself that. So whenever you get stuff, bank it. That's why, you know, podcasts will, will have, you can listen to the episodes and hear even now podcasts, new podcasts now being released going, oh man, yeah, after the holidays, I'll sure to get, I'm sure to get on that because they have banked so many episodes that they're just now getting to November. Um, and that's because that guy knows he's going to be doing whatever come March and he won't be able to record a lot of new podcasts, but then maybe in, you know, April, he can record a lot. And so you just got to plan that. And, and with, you know, technology now, you can just set everything up on a, on your service to just drop, you know, on, on your time and space that you want on, on your schedule. Yeah, that's, that's the plan. Um, so thank you for being one of my early people as I start to build up that bank. <laughs> oh, yes, please. And, uh, you know, let us know whenever we can subscribe, pre-save on uh, Spotify, whatever the kids do these days, we'll be doing it. <laughs> I guess I'll have to figure out what the kids do and then go do it, huh? Yeah, that's always the problem. I'm like, what, what was that? Just to do what again? The tick what? Tick what? I, I had to learn TikTok because everyone told me we need to get on TikTok. We're on TikTok and it's, and it's, you know, it's, it's helping. It really is. I could actually see it. The man to get me on there was old dog, new tricks. I'm telling you. We've got Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and nobody's, I mean, we're obviously an all volunteer organization. So for us to get into a new social media, we have to have someone who's excited about it. And I decided I was excited about podcasts this year. So I'm doing that. <laughs> but and, and you got, still scares me. <laughs> You got the basics and people are always like, why do you got so much stuff, man? At the end of the day, you have to post the same things or different things or whatever, multiple times a day on multiple things to get one person who's on Twitter. That's not on Facebook or to get the person that's on Facebook that never would even think of an Instagram. You have to get them all. You have to try to catch them all. Now the problem you're going to run into, and I'll try not to get on my soapbox about this. They want you to sponsor your posts. They want you to pay money yeah. so that the people that follow you to see your posts can see it or else it's buried in that algorithm. Like somebody who went to Starbase Indy every year could not know anything about this podcast because they don't pay that much attention to Facebook uh, unless you sponsor their ad and they like the Starbase Indy Facebook page, then it will pop up in the stream. And it's all a money racket and it kills the punk rock soul in me, you know, <laughs> and I'm like, no, come on. We got over 2000 followers on here. Why am I getting five likes? Oh, if I sponsor it, I'll get hundreds of likes. That's what it, that's what it all comes down to. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so you, you did play at Starbase Indy and you talked a little about it, but what else? Very happily. Yes. yes, we were delighted to have you. So what was your favorite part of being at Starbase Indy? Oh my good God. Well, I got to give a shout out to my guys. Um, my guys and me had the greatest time of our lives and it was like one amazing big weekend for everyone. And especially them, they're like, cause here. You know, it's no secret. I am the Trekkie guy. I'm Star Trek. Everybody likes Star Trek. Everybody watches Star Trek. And they were excited to go to a Star Trek con convention, you know, sci-fi convention, 
any conventions they're excited to go to. We play comic book conventions, but usually I'm the guy that's like a kid in a candy store running around. They're like, yeah, man, we're having a great time. My guys, oh my God, they were over the moon about everything. Every five minutes, Foss, did you see this? Oh my God. We were all kids in candy stores and I was so happy for them. Just like I was so happy for me. Like I was happy just to be sitting at the booth next to Jen, just hanging out talking. Um, but, you know, getting to to see everything, getting a lot of the vendors were just so cool. Like I did a hundred laps around just to re-talk to people. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you will have the kindest, warmest community there. I, and I can say that like it feels like a family. We've been to a lot of conventions, whether it's just me and my wife going and hanging out or, or the band going and playing. And we've been to big, we've been to small, we've been to medium. It don't matter you know whenever something's well ran and you know whenever it like people come to this convention for the convention not necessarily the big celeb that they could get that year and this is a convention of family and people that love this convention and we had a blast i'm so all of that makes my heart really happy um yeah we we definitely we are not the convention you go to because we have the biggest celebrities you know we that would be nice but there's a reason nobody does fan run media conventions because it's a very interesting mix, but we yeah. get, the people we get are great. I'm sure you met Tracy and she's, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, she's awesome. The, the stars that we get and we look for the ones who are excited to meet the fans and hang out with them. And, you know, a lot of the big celebrities, the rule will be, they have to be uh, housed at a different hotel and their time has to be very limited. And, um, we've just always sort of optimized for the people like, no, I just want to meet the fans because they're fun to talk to. Um, yeah. me, me and uh, the guys and Tracy, we all rode down the elevator together. Uh, I think it was that, that final Sunday morning. And we went to our respective booths and kind of set up like we were going to work together. It was fun. It was like, it was like, Hey, how you doing? How you doing? You know, uh, did you have the coffee this morning? Yeah. There's definitely a, um, camaraderie or community and and a lot of people talk about starbase india as their uh geek family thanksgiving tradition oh yeah um, and we do a lot of that I, I can say that now one of the cooler parts i don't even know if you know um i'll give this guy a shout out if i can remember his name correctly was there was a uh youtuber there who turns out he's pretty popular called tampa j did you see that and he, there's a whole video Tampa J goes goes to a yes. Star Trek convention and it goes to Star Trek City. He was in Disney as family. He came up to our table and he was like, hey guys, you know, I used to play in punk bands back in the day, hardcore bands. Uh, this is pretty awesome. Can I check this out? And, you know, he bought a CD, bought a t-shirt and, uh, and he was like, oh man, I can't wait to check this out. And he videos us and everything. We're like, oh, that's pretty cool. And then like on the way home, it pops up. Like we get tagged in it. Like, oh, Tampa J goes, goes to this already like just within a few minutes hundreds of views were like wow that's pretty cool i've checked out recently that's a big video and i was like i was like this is awesome you never know what's going to happen you know whenever you're sitting at your table and people come up to you yeah yeah i remember that coming up but the uh couple of weeks after the convention is always a blur so thanks for reminding me to go look that back up again now that i've slept and my brain works again yeah no, and he had <laughs> he, right he was close to there he said and he was just in his family for the holidays and heard about it and went and had a great time. That always makes us happy to hear. So you've got your new album. What else are you working on these days? Uh, preparing for, for the shows. We really want, we, we road dogged it this last year. 
and we hit everywhere we could as much as possible. And this year, you know, while we want to play as much as possible, we want to really put on a great show. Like we're really working hard to be like, okay, this is, we've got these new songs on the set list. We've got these old songs on the set list. What can we do to really make everything pop? Sound great. We're working, you know, anything we can tweak to be like, okay, we have a whole year to look back on what you know and then the years before the pandemic because we started in 2019 so we had like a whole year of shows before we ever got to not a year of shows <laughs> and uh and then a whole year of shows since then so we're looking back at like what can we do and that's right now we're just in the writer's room you know if you want to call it that and we're like okay picard season two just started what are we going to do to up the ante from season one you know mm-hmm. and that's essentially what we're doing we're trying to up the ante and just take that next step what's the easiest way for people to find you online well this is all one of the things i should have mentioned i i, I meant to suggest it whatever you have get a uh a, whatever it is a flow code or, or whatever there's different services you can use a links page essentially where it's all one landing page and then it goes like your and then your website you can just have on there so we have boldlygoband.com and we're on all the socials at boldlygoband but if you don't want to search at boldlygoband on everything boldlygoband.com and then right there on that on that just one landing page you have links to every streamer every bit of merch that we have every social media that we have videos email everything just one click away for you and so you we try to make it as simple as possible for everyone because I know I have uh, no memory at all and I will forget everything. Like, well, okay, what's the person's name? Okay. I need to go to the site. So boldly go and we're a band. So boldly go band.com. And that has everything. That seems like a good strategy. And so do you have, I asked you this and now I've forgotten. Do you have a release date for the second album yet? We do not. Uh, Right now we're still working out the new songs. We're probably only about, five or six more songs away from locking it in and then making the plan about going in the studio. Like our plan is to have these songs all written tied as, you know, tied as hell and to go in there and really just knock them out and make it the best that we can. Um, A lot of the bands, they'll take their time. They'll go in the studio while still writing. We're old fashioned punk rock band. When you go in that studio, you ain't got time to lose, buddy. You, You better have your songs together. Get in there, get out. And, and that's us, you know, quick, short, simple, you know, with a, with a punch. Sounds like a good plan. Well, I think that's all my questions. Is there something else that I should have asked that you want to talk about? Uh, no, uh, shout out to all my guys, you know, like I said, uh, Chris, Nick, you know, Justin and Dylan, uh, and I'm Foz <laughs> and, uh, my guys, are, are the best dudes in the world. I love them so much. I wish they all could have been on the show with me today. Um, we're, we're actually going to have a practice tonight and I'm sure that they all say hello. And I'll tell them you said hello. Say hello from me. And uh, maybe when you get the album released, we'll get you back on the podcast and get some Please. music in with it. Please. And uh, my guys would be very disappointed in me if I didn't take this moment to ask the whole internet to say, Survey Cindy, please have us back. We love you so much. <laughs> we love you too. 
Thanks for listening to the Starbase Indie Podcast. To find more information about our live event this November, check us out at starbaseindie.org or on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. See you on the Starbase.